Okay, we're here. Do more of that. <laughs> Fuck with the chair more. No, I just put yeah. my microphone up to it. Anyway, someone needs to stop John Lennon, okay? He needs to be stopped. So what are you saying is the difference with that cover that he's when doing? The night. Huh? What's what's the difference there night. with the cover? Uh, Sam Cooke's more kind of smooth and John Lennon's sounds quite desperate in it. Yeah. Like he's... He's reaching into his like upper vocal range. His voice is breaking. The He's reaching into my ass. Like it's just a different vibe. It's a more Stan. desperate kind of vibe. Eh? Desperate for attention. Ooh, I like it. I like that version a lot. I don't know that I like any John Lennon covers of anything. Well, that's that's from like I said. That's from an album of covers. And they're all bad except for that one. Yeah. I don't know. One of these days, one of these days, somebody needs to find John Lennon and and stop him somehow. (laughs) Needs to prevent when his his back is turned. (laughs) (laughs) Someone needs to prevent him. Implore him. Someone needs to prevent him from producing any more songs of any kind. Somebody's got to stop John Lennon until we can figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah. Uh, you don't like any John Lennon songs? Uh, what about Jealous Guy? No, I much prefer the... What's the, what's the name of the guy who, who did the I cover? I keep forgetting as well. Sam the, something. W- the one that uh, Pusha T sampled, or Kanye yeah. sampled for Pusha T. Jealous Guy. Donny Hathaway, sorry. Donny Hathaway. Not Sam. Sammy Don Hathaway. Yeah. Let me see if I can... Samuel Donath Hathaway. Yeah. It's so good. It is very good. It's just such a mood. I was dreaming of a there's levels, there's layers. And my heart was beating fast. They're like this. There's so much soul. It's yeah. so it's good. It's very good, but I mean, John Lennon wrote the song. All right, John Lennon version. Let's pull this up. Original video, I guess. The thing that I don't like about, and this is just a very 70s thing, is the schmaltzy strings. Yeah. Like it's a bit too. Glossy. This video sucks. Ugh. I think his voice sounds great. It's just a different... Like he sounds vulnerable. It sounds like he was dreaming of some ass. That's what it sounds like. It. He sounds vulnerable. I was creaming in your ass. That's what he sounds like. There's no soul here. It's terrible. There's plenty of soul. It's just white. White guy soul. That means white guy soul, not in the way when a white guy tries to have soul. Yeah, this is just. I I think you can. I think it's a good vocal performance. It's just a very different one to Donny Samuel, (laughs) Sam, Sam D Hathaway. Yeah, this this is a much better 
uh, performance here by Donny Hathaway. John Lennon walked so Donny Hathaway could run. Yeah, pretty much. You don't John- like any other? There's some. John Lennon's got some great songs, but. What's another one? I like Imagine. Imagine is good. There was one that was in The Departed, which you saw for the first time the other day, called Well, 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 and that song kicks my ass. Well, mm. well, well. What did you think of The Departed? Yeah. Always typing. Um, What did I think of The Departed? I, oh, it was good. It was very good. Um, Just do the top one, I think. Here we go. Guitar. That's pretty good. This is this is up this is right up my alley. This this whole album's like this, just filthy guitar. I do like bass. filthy guitar. I yeah. used to really like the White Stripes. Same. Ah. Oh. You ruined it. Yeah. Uh, it's not It's not hard enough. His vocals it, aren't no, hard it enough. it gets hard. You don't need to play the whole thing, but it gets literally screaming his tits off hard. Maybe drop right here and see what's going on. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. Maybe slightly before that. <laughs> Nah, nah. That's that's not. That's just screaming. That's no, not. I mean, hard. yeah, literally. That was the thought process behind. So this is a double album that he and Yoko did. One half is his, and one half is hers. And right. it was right after they did Primal Scream Therapy. Oh, okay. Which is what it sounds like. Jesus Christ. And so they were they were in this kind of mindset of like the most pure emotive kind of human thing you can do or even animal thing you can do is just fucking scream. No technique, no like, you know, nothing controlled. Comments are turned off for this video. (laughs) I saw (laughs) people posting about uh, old mate Tory Lanez that like accounts like Complex Music, which don't usually have the comments off. They're usually like, sound off in the comments what you think. Comments were off. Yeah. Comments were off for Tory Lanez. I love those. I gets love it. fucking convicted. I, I used to like being that. Being mid. I used to like he that. He may with, serve um, up to 22 years for being mid <laughs> and being a bit like Drake, but not good. Yeah. And shooting his girlfriend. That too. If you ask me, you should have been arrested a long time ago. Have you followed much of the case? Um... I know that recently he was convicted and it was three counts. There was one about shooting someone with a automatic, a semi-automatic. So he has a history of shooting people. What do you mean? Does he? Well, that's what I'm asking you. Oh, no. I'm talking about the charges that he's been convicted of. Oh, okay. So there were three that he was found guilty of by jury. Oh, I see. Right, right. One of them was having an unregistered whatever. One of them was something about... Negligence and the other was assault with a semi-automatic weapon. Something along those lines. Okay. Guilty on all three. Facing up to 22 years and possibly uh, deportation. Back to Canada. Mm. He maintains and his lawyer maintains that Megan, who I will call Megan, because that's how we say it in Australia, Megan Thee Stallion... Uh, they maintain that she uh, made the whole shit up. 
But she does have a bullet. Well, their defense is that her friend had the gun, right? And they were having a dispute over Tory Lanes, which is is so funny. Like that, that this like five foot nothing little fucking mid tier rapper like is just inspiring women to shoot each other over him. I don't know. He might be amazing. You don't know. He it's, might be a great it's, it's boyfriend. It's just funny that the defense that they came up with, it's like they couldn't help themselves but make it, they were fighting over him. What if there's a an inverse relationship not between... I, not only am I innocent, but I'm also a fucking G and women shoot each other over me. What if there's an inverse relationship between being a great boyfriend and being a great rapper? So, like, the better rapper you are, the worse boyfriend I mean, you are? I think that... There's probably something he's to be mid, said for everyone's most, like, oh my god, it's amazing. There's probably something to be said for most successful people that they're pretty narcissistic because they've had to prioritize themselves in order to achieve success. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, not saying every every famous person is a bad partner to their partner, but I think you would find a pretty high fucking correlation between famous people and high level of narcissism to get to that point that is then reinforced by being at that point. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is maybe maybe he's telling the truth. Maybe uh, Megan the Stallion is uh, a liar who got shot in the foot to destroy his reputation. Well, she's a better rapper than he is. Okay. I don't know. I only just learned about. It. I've been in Europe for a month, so I this shit happened like a year or two ago. I think. Yeah. I didn't know about it then, but like the it only became like you know important after the case wrapped. Because, like, we weren't talking about it a year ago, were we? I mean, people have been saying shit about it. Drake had a line about it in his last album. That but was... that's my point. It's like, I don't really follow stuff like that generally until it becomes, like, super viral. That's when it makes its way into my algorithm. I haven't... So... I've been out of hip-hop culture for a little bit now. Like, I used to follow it more. I used to listen to more podcasts about it. And right. Look at it on social media more. And I haven't really been, but my understanding is that it has been like a point of contention where... Was it like a public trial? Was it similar to like Johnny Depp and that uh, one lady? I don't think so. Right. Because like what I have been seeing a lot of now is people coming out of the woodwork like, you know, oh, she she refused to give away her DNA and something about Prince. I don't know. And then also somebody perjured... No, somebody evoked the the fifth, and like that means you're guilty because you you're using your constitutional right to not incriminate yourself until you have a lawyer present. That automatically, anyway, yeah. So like people, there's people like having debates about it now, casting aspersions. All it is is that a woman is attempting to hold a man accountable for something that he did. Mm. Like that's all that's that's all that fucking is. I mean, not allegedly, he was found guilty. Yeah. But that's all there is to that's the reaction. Actually, I mean, it's 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 adjacent to the point, but, like, d- how does the allegedly thing work? If you've been convicted, is it still alleged? Or I can you? I don't think you need to say alleged once someone's been found guilty. Okay, I guess. Because you can't say that when they've not even had a trial. Tory Lanez is a terrorist. Allegedly. Who alleged it? You. Oh, no. <laughs> Just now. <laughs> He's You're making those allegations. Allegations. Um, yeah, I don't know. We don't need to talk about that very much, but I'm just glad that he got convicted and I hope that he goes to jail for a significant time because you can't just pull your gun out 
on your girlfriend because, get this, she insulted his music, which is so funny. It's so funny that they were having a couple's fight and then she said something big dicked about his music and he fucking shot her. Was it his gun? Do we know that it was his gun? Well, it's not registered, so it's nobody's oh. gun. Then he was in possession of it. Right. Did it have... Do you know if it had his prints? Like, what's the evidence tying... We should have looked into this before uh, we started. I don't care. Yeah, that's a good point. I saw enough to feel like it was him, and I don't need to see any more because I'm not a fucking juror, so I'm not the one sending him anywhere. But I've seen yeah. enough to satisfy me on the other end of Instagram that I think he should go to fucking jail because yeah, fuck him. I, there was a part of me that was like, let's let's do some research. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing. Is like, but an innocent man is going to... She's a bitch. <laughs> there's, I mean, like... She's shaking her ass. I, like, do you remember uh, Nick Mullins' bit about, like... Could, I know I couldn't handle all of that ass and it makes me insecure. Do you remember Nick Mullins' bit about, like, you know, new conspiracy theorists where it's like, well, let's go over the papers. Yeah. Like... Boring. I, well, yes. Like, I was uh, I was going... Tell me there was a third tower. I, <laughs> I was... <laughs> where is it now? <laughs> That's the thing is, like, I was going to, like... Uh, like that wasn't go, his bit. I added to it. I was it's gonna called collaboration, Nick. Okay, I was gonna go through like the the you know whatever evidence is available to the public, and you know, uh, come away with this like educated opinion. But then it's like I don't care. He's already he, yeah. he's already convicted, and yeah. it's like what will that do besides just waste my time and annoy people? True. With this thing that, let's be honest, no one and really cares about. We don't want to waste the audience's time. That's why we've come in today prepared. We haven't spent the last 48 hours gorging on barbecued meats and drinking. I drank a lot of Jim Beam yesterday. Over a long period of time, so I didn't really get like white girl wasted, but. I got white girl wasted. Did you? Um, actually, no, I, I've, we figured out that I was tipsy. Ellen. And I, we figured out like the ten point scale of drunkness. I was in the, in the high threes. Yes. So from like one, two, three, that's tipsy. Four, five, six is. Re- how, does, how does tipsy go? So I, my. No, I'm in the song. Oh, I have no idea. I have no idea. But anyway, oh, everybody in the club get tipsy. Oh. Um. Yeah. So basically, one, two, and three is kind of like tipsy like you've still got somewhat control of your faculties you're just feeling a little bit woozy having fun four, having fun four five six is okay you're really Pick up sticks to, you're really starting <laughs> to lose control of things you're starting to four slow five your words. six you're, you're gonna having, get your kicks yeah you're, you're having trouble with stuff and it's just it's it's you this is kind of it any further than this and it's gonna be bad and then eight nine and ten is you're fucked you're having tactical chunders out in the bush out the front and you're you're crying over your ex-girlfriend and everything is bad and you're gonna wake up with no memory of what happened last night. Like, that's... Yeah, those are the levels. 9, 10, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock rock. We're going to rock around this cock tonight. Only time I cry over my ex-girlfriends when we get back together. <laughs> oh, wow. That's not true, but I thought it would be funny to say. Yeah, when this when this airs, it's going to be that's, an interesting time. That's not true. What happened to... Funny, it was a funny line. Why isn't okay. rock and roll the same as Haley and his comets? Do you remember that? What? Shake, rattle, and roll. Why isn't rock and roll like that anymore? I don't know. Everything got so serious. Four, five, six. 
Come on and get your kicks. Well, you don't need the money with a face like that, do you, honey? I don't know, I don't know where this. I don't know. I don't know where that. I thought he said big black boobs. I was like, fuck it. Now. <laughs> Here's a man who knows what he wants. <laughs> big black boobs. <laughs> And also, your hair's good. <laughs> That's Long the only thing that matters. <laughs> um, hey, I don't know. I don't know where that bit about Haley and his comments was going. It's the holidays. It's yeah. It's, let's talk holidays. It's a holly we, we jolly we'll, we'll shit mess. We'll get to your it's personal have holiday. Have a holly jolly Christmas. Have a holly jolly Christmas. That's pretty solid, actually. That is pretty solid. Well done. Have you been practicing? No. Okay. I well, haven't done that for a while. It's pretty good. Thanks. Nice. Um, we'll get to your personal holiday, but let's just, you know, around the room. It's it's Christmas time. Today is Boxing Day. Mm. Uh, don't know why it's called that. Don't care. Um, how was everyone's Christmas? Uh, my Christ Mass was, was pretty sick. Um, I got a, a travel mug. I got like a Yeti travel mug, and apparently they're they're really good. Keeps, they are keeps the heat. Someone at work spent about a week shopping for one before she bought one. I was nice. there for the whole thing. I witnessed wow. it. Okay, <laughs> I felt like I was purchasing a Yeti mug. Nice, but you didn't. Nope. And you don't have one. Nope. And your coffee's gonna go cold. It is. Anyway. Yeah, so I got... Especially when I make it and leave it in the machine and go and do something else and forget about it. I got... Yeah, I got a Yeti mug and then just money because my savings are fucked at the moment. So it's basically just like, give me cash so I'll put that in my savings account. I don't need to be happy. I don't need stuff. Money will make you happy. Yeah. What about you, Alan? Christmas? Yeah, my Christmas was good. I spent... The morning of it with my family at a fancy hotel and we opened presents and we had fancy breakfast and then obviously I came down and spent the rest of it with you guys at your Christmas. Ooh, our Christmas. What do you that's not your first Christmas with us, is it? You did last year as well? I did, yes. It was my first Christmas like in a like at your parents' place. We haven't had Christmas at our parents' place for fucking ages. I don't know why. Because mum and dad didn't want to host anymore. And they did, and then it was fine. Well, they I don't know. So, like, they I guess they didn't want to host for that many people because it's a lot of work or something. But, like, we used to alternate between our parents, our grandparents, and our aunt and uncle's place. And then mum and dad were just like, we're vetoing us. So it'll just be either grandparents or aunt and uncle. Yeah. And then aunt and uncle were like, fuck this noise, we're going to Germany. Yeah, we're out of here. So they, they left the country this year. There's a country where they know how to celebrate. And yeah, nobody wanted to see nan and granddad's place again. So mum and dad hosted because they have a pool. Nice. And it's a billion degrees in this country right now. It very much is. It's, uh, it's not a fun, fun time, that's for sure. Where am I? Cool. Yeah, it was good. Christmas was good. I answered as if I just asked myself. No. Um, I got a copy of I've got I got two books from my parents. One of them is on the way, but it's um, "She Came to Say" by Simone de Beauvoir. 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 Simone's Beauvoir. Simone's Yeah, it's Simone. Boobs no bra. 
Simone Big Black Boobs. Big Black Boobs. Wow. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I, I love that I used to uh, think that was it. Um, so I got that and Heat 2. Of course. The book sequel to the movie Heat. Great. Which we all love. Yep, totally. Even though I am the only one here who's seen it. Yep. Ellen doesn't want to watch Heat because I keep saying it's good. She also doesn't want to watch Mission Impossible 4 because she thinks it's the worst, which is crazy. It's a crazy assertion that it's the worst one. It is the worst one. It may be the best. It is the worst one. Well, it may be second best behind three. I never particularly liked any of them. You're crazy for thinking that that is the the best one. Like the it is like two is good. Two is where it starts to kind of get good. One is trash. Two is where it starts. One to get isn't good. trash, but it's just it's iconic. It it's where it all began. There's good stuff in it, but it hasn't found its feet as a franchise yet. And three is the one with Philip Seymour Hoffman, correct? Yeah, which is probably the best. Which one. is the best. We agree on that. We agree that the Philip Seymour Hoffman one is the best. You reckon five and six are better than four? Do I reckon five and six are better than four? Yeah, because you're saying four's the worst. Mm. Five and six are the ones that are like a two-parter. But I said to you, I think they're much of a muchness. Like, I think that four, five and six are all just a bit blah and I don't really care about them. And it's like... They could all be the same. I, film. I would it agree that one, two, and three have the most personality, mm. but I think that four is a really solid action movie mm. with some good stunts. Yeah. He, run, <laughs> he runs down the building. Yeah. That's yeah. what I think of it. Yeah, I don't know. No burping into the mic. We've been you're, over this. You, literally, as you're doing fart sound effects, I can't burp into the microphone. The fart sound effect has reverb. People know it's not a real fart. Do you want to listen to real farts? No. No one wants to listen to real farts and listen to the sound of, like, that, like, shitting noise. <laughs> that they're, that very specific butthole sound that sounds like maybe this person's also shitting. Butthole sound. Yeah. Butthole sound. No one wants to listen to that. Coming out my ass. Same with burps. Same with burps. They're just, it's a gross sound. You can make the fake sound because people know it's fake, but they recognize the humor of it. You don't want to just have burps in your ear. It's gross. Well, it's done now. I've got it out of my system. All right, cool. I'm going to take another swig of carbonated beverage, though. So Christmas was good. I got some books. You went to a hotel. Mm-hmm. Cam got money. And why did you need money? Because you just got back from a holiday through Europe. Yeah. I was in Europe for a month. Now, I know everyone has asked you, oh, it wasn't Cam. Like that. Yeah, was it? What was oh, your favourite yeah, country? Which bit did you exactly like the most? <laughs> So we're not going to do that. But which bit did you like the most? Uh, um, I liked Amsterdam. Um, Amsterdam's a cool uh, city. It's very, like, so I did a top deck tour, which is basically like you just, you get on the bus with... Is that when you shit inside the, the back of the toilet? What? 
<laughs> is that what a top deck is? No, but that's a good name for that because I was actually I was saying to somebody like if you want it to really ruin someone's day, you shit in their cistern. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it's like they can't now, do anything about I it. I think that that's top deck. Yeah, but I thought when I first heard the phrase top deck that that was when you shit in the toilet and then jerk off on it. So it's like what? A, so it's like a top deck chocolate. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's Which I th- I think I feel like that makes sense. Have you uh, the thing? I don't it's know. If, the, it's got the white chocolate on top. I don't know if there's like an additional qualifier, but there's a there's a thing that's like a pancake or something. It's like a sex thing. It's called pancaking, where you you shit, you shit on someone's chest and then Ew. pat pat it down with your with your butt cheeks and then jizz on top of it. Ew. <laughs> that's. That's pancaking. It's very unnecessary. Yeah, so if a girl ever asks you to come over to her place for pancakes, you need to <laughs> you need to double check. You need to take some fiber the night before. <laughs> no, you got to just make you got to make sure like what do you mean by pancakes? And she's just like, you know, like pancakes, like you know, you're going to come and make pancakes with me. I'm like, okay. So you want me to shit on your chest? Is that what's happening? Just double check because if you do it without just, asking, just say, just ask that in any conversation you're having with a woman. So you want me to shit on your chest? Is what you're saying? I just want to make perfectly clear. Look, look, I don't want a kind of me too situation here, so I just need to know you want me to shit on your chest, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna save, gentlemen. It's gonna save you a lot, dude. I hassle. feel here's the thing. Like I feel like. Overall, the Me Too movement was a net good for society, but I do feel bad for women that have to work in the same office as men who refuse to be in the same room with them now because they're worried they might accidentally rape them without realising. Is that a thing? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Have you not seen... So, like, Mike Pence will be like, I won't be in the same room as a woman unless there's somebody else that's there. That's because he's a freak who calls his wife his mum. Yeah. But, like... Uh, who else? Dr. Umar as well. Like he was, he did he yep, had a video. These are all great examples. He had, he's a raging misogynist. No that's wonder my, he feels like someone might have an issue with some of the things that he says. That's my point though, is that like people, I mean, obviously people in the public figure, in the public eye are going to be the ones who like I see online because just randos aren't going to have a platform. But like, the, I feel like there's definitely this sort of attitude publicly where it's like, I, men men don't feel safe around women anymore because they might get a, accused. We don't know what to do. Men don't know what the rules are. So it's, yeah. Take your bra off. I feel... <laughs> <laughs> it's pushing your breasts in a suggestive way that's not appropriate. Yeah, so I, I just I feel bad for, for the women who now have to share offices with guys who are like, oh, I don't know, I don't want to be in the same room. I just feel bad for women who have to share spaces with men. Uh, yeah. That's that's gay, Dylan. I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, yeah. What a in, gay in, thing to say. Got his ass. In my time, got every man's ass. In my time working in offices and in spaces with men, I would agree. Wow, yes. pretty misandrist. Yep. How can you say that? Don't care. Up yours, woke moralists. <laughs> So yeah, I went to I went to Europe, did a top deck tour. You get on the bus with like twenty other people, and you you drive around. You spend two nights in every city. Sometimes you spend one night in every city. Depends on the city. Like we were in. Which cities are too shit to spend two nights in? Uh, that's a good. I can't even remember them. That's how shitty they were. Some of them you're only in there for a few hours. Like we went to Pisa for literally like an hour. We went. We saw the tower. 
I got a bunch of photos of people doing the one thing that you do when you're at the Tower of Pisa. And uh, then we peaced out. And what else? So, yeah, like, uh, most big cities that we went to, so we went to Paris, we went to Rome and a few other, like, big major cities. They're just, like, full of cars. It's super busy. You're not really sure if you can cross the road because even when the little man goes, people are still going, which is, which is you know, confusing. Also, some places, the crosswalk, the little man doesn't make a noise. You know how, like, in Australia, it's got, like, a siren? Yeah, there's that thing. It's just silent in Europe. You don't know what's happening. Some of them have, like, the noise for deaf people, I guess. But, like, that's... The noise for deaf people. They make the noise because there's, like, a little box on there with, a with like, the, the symbol for, like, hearing impaired. So I guess a deaf person has to activate that in order to make it work. But by default, they're quiet and you have to pay attention, which is not one of my strong suits. So Amsterdam's good because there's no cars anywhere. It's just bikes. It's very easy to walk around places. That and Venice. Venice, there's literally... There's not even bikes. You just have to walk everywhere. So that was fun. Um, I did a lot of shopping. I completely pissed my savings up the wall, but I'm glad I did it. But you got a lot of hoodies. I did get a lot of hoodies. I bought a lot of hoodies. I bought a leather jacket, which was pretty sick. Leather jacket was good. It cost like $500. Jesus. But it was worth it. Because it's made of lamb. <laughs> That'll let them. <laughs> That'll learn them fucking lambs. <laughs> well, lamb skin's good. Who's laughing now? Lamb, You're lamb, a fucking jacket. Lamb skin is good because it's soft and it's not as heavy as uh, like cow leather. Mm. So in hot climates like Australia, you can still wear a nice leather jacket. Uh, it's also good because it's not like a bikey style. Like I didn't want. There were a few that were kind of bikey style, and I was like, I don't know. I'm not. I don't ride I a bike. Want to appropriate bikey culture. Well, I, I don't want somebody who does ride bikes to come up to me and be like, "Oh, how long you been riding, mate?" And I'm gonna be like, "Ah, not at all." See, I've got a leather biker jacket, but I got it from my dad, and I think that's an out because I'm not appropriating culture. It was bestowed upon me by my dad. Yeah, our dad, who used to have a bike until he rocked up to an accident and then immediately sold his bike. Yeah, that's 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 how mum tells it. Yeah. I remember he used to pick me up on the bike from school. I cool. did not live through the bike years. I was there for the bike years. Um, but yeah, that, that's my... Because I feel the same. I wouldn't go and buy a biker-style jacket, but since I've been given one and it's a bit of a hand-me-down, I think that... that 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 allows me. I don't know. I think most also like, fight and give a fuck bikers. I don't care. I I got I got mixed opinions about bikers. Go make some meth. Yeah, I got mixed opinions about some of them are like nice people, but some of them are also just assholes for no reason. Like I used to work in a like a rough neighborhood, and there would be guys that were bikers who came in, and they're just rude. For like it's like because you're a. You're a tough guy. You've got a lot of tattoos and a big mis- a big moustache. Do they call us four-wheelers? <laughs> no, I don't know what they what they call us. Civilians? Maybe. Civilians. But yeah, that yeah, just like being a shithead for no reason cuz it's like if anybody says but anything That's the same as anything that gets made into an identity, which most fucking things can be. 
if you're part of an identity, you can be an asshole about it. No, but like being a bikey is like a tough guy identity. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't think that somebody who's like into model trains is a shithead. Yeah, but you can be a fucking anime weeb and be an asshole about it. Uh, yes, but it's a like different can, kind of being an asshole. Yeah, though. sure. But I'm just saying that when you like, I've no, I've met bikey guys that are just rude. Like they'll just. Uh, like, especially if you're in customer service, they'll just be rude to you. Some of them drive like fucking maniacs. Like, they, they do want to die on the freeway. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, I get, here's the thing. I've almost hit dudes on bikes before and been very embarrassed. But the thing is, is like, I'm looking for cars. And that's a legit thing. When people are driving around, they're looking for cars. That's how we're, like, conditioned on the road. So you, you just don't see bikes. And... I feel like I don't know about that. No, that's the thing. Seriously, like that's what it's part of why people end up hitting bikes is because they're small and they're not specifically looking for them. Because like driving is a very passive activity. You're not focused 100% of the time on your surroundings. That's why being a race car driver is such a skill because you have to be. But if you're driving for like 30 minutes, you do zone out a little bit and you're paying attention to the road sort of, but you're mostly looking for cars. So when like a small, you know, person-sized object is going at the same speed as you. That's You're not ready for that. That's how people get into accidents. But you're right. Some bikies do just hang out in your blind spot. Or just weave through. Like, I don't care when they... I mean, whatever. I'm not, I'm not going to spend the next however long complaining about... Nah, let's do it. About bikies. On or, site, bikies. Or, what are you going to do? Or Rev um, your engine real hard? Be like, you know, the, the, the other day I was on the freeway and you would not believe what this guy did. Like, yeah. Some of them have a fucking dash, de- a dash wish. Dash wish. They have a dash, dash wish. wish. They have a dish wish. They have a dish wish. They have a dishwasher. <laughs> Some of them probably do have dishwashers, which is funny. You can't. Can you imagine like a big tattooed bikey at home, leather jacket, stacking his dishwasher? Yeah, I was just thinking, loading up the Fisher and Park. I was going like, to ask: yeah. Is it more or less masculine to have a dishwasher? Putting his Meth glassware in there. Because obviously the most masculine is to have a wife to do it for you. But if you're single, if you're a single alpha male and you don't have somebody to do your dishes for you... All disposable plates. (laughs) Yeah, just throw them... Actually, you break them. You throw them at the wall and then you buy new ones because you're a baller. Yeah. And you sell a lot of crank. Yeah. Well, this has been good. Yeah, we're 34 minutes in. Yep, and that's we're, all we're, <laughs> that's, that's all we're going to do. This is the holiday special. Now let's do a, a tenet and do the whole thing in reverse. Jesus, really? From Have you seen Tenet? Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, I I watched it only recently. Yeah. So I didn't know anything about it except that it was very controversial for a Nolan movie. Like a lot of people thought it was bad. So I went into it a kind of a bit like, oh, you know, I was I was open minded, but I knew that it had a reputation as being his worst movie, and people didn't like it. And I thought it was fine. I don't think that in whenever it came out, twenty twenty one, things going backwards is that fucking like exciting a visual effect. Like sometimes in like the fight scene that we see played one way, then see played in reverse, like the way they would have had to choreograph that. There's some impressive stuff. But just generally seeing a car go backwards is like, all right, we've seen reverse things before. It's mm. the most Nolan movie ever. I feel like he's been like progressively becoming more Nolan 
with every movie, and it's like this is the most Nolan thing ever. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like as a style, if you were going to describe Christopher Nolan's, what's uh, these? He's got one coming out about. Is it Oppenheimer? The fucking whoever worked on the A bomb. I get. Oh no! Yes, yeah, yeah. He's he he's does. apparently create. He's recreated the nuclear blast without CGI, but also <laughs> that what? was like a that was no that was like a big thing. It's like we've done a nuclear bomb, but we didn't use CGI, and everyone's like, "Did you actually nuke somebody? What happened?" Um, but I guess like my guess is that they just did it on a smaller scale. I was gonna say it's scale models, surely. Well, I don't know. That's the thing is he doesn't really do miniatures. He blew up an actual I'm hospital. Sure, I'm sure he does miniatures. No, he does real shit. Miniatures are very that's a like a very old technique. Like like Christopher Nolan, he does That's a Peter Jackson thing. Peter Jackson yeah, loves I was gonna doing say, miniatures. Yeah, Peter Jackson or Spielberg or Lucas, they do miniatures because that's what you could get away with doing back back in the day. Now, when people do non-CGI practical stuff, it's like they build giant sets and they... Blow them up. Yeah, they do it in, like, scale. So, like, James Cameron did miniatures for a lot of the shots in Titanic, obviously. Uh, But then Christopher Nolan actually blew up a hospital. Or, like, the scene in Inception, like, they built the, the hallway and it was, like, spinning around for real. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. It'd be even more interesting to research how they did it. Is he a great director? I don't know if he's great. He's just got a very unique style, and I think that's the thing that people attach to. So it's like we know like it's very. A, I feel like he doesn't have like he's got a specific kind of making movies where they like the characters in any of his movies like. I don't know. He's not a character guy. Yeah, he's a spectacle guy. So like Inception, but not even in a Michael Bay spectacle kind of way. Michael Bay's spectacle is or James Cameron spectacle. Michael Bay spectacle is very childish. It's very exhausting. Like I watched a video on like breaking down his uh, Michael Bay's directorial style, and he doesn't do the same shot twice. Every shot is a new angle, which is very uncommon for filmmaking because it means that you're constantly having to readjust to a new angle to a new perspective and that is visually exhausting that's why it's hard to remember the specific details of what happens in in one what of these movies back, i would ha- does that include like back and forth dialogue when you just have over the shoulder yeah. camera yeah so like a lot of his movies if you watch uh if you watch the dialogue in a lot of his movies it's like it's a shot it's not shot reverse shot where everything's framed up the same it's shot from like one angle and then you go back to the other person there's another angle and then you go back and there's a new angle and that's uncommon because it's generally a bad idea because it means that you're constantly having to focus on a new thing and then you get exhausted and also the delivery of the dialogue can't be good because they would have to cut every time they move the camera unless they just have a gazillion cameras going yeah they'd have a few cameras going i wouldn't wonder but like once i noticed it once it was like once it was pointed out to me that that's what was happening, I couldn't unnotice it in any of... Like, I went back and rewatched. Once I was told it, then I knew. Well, like... <laughs> that's the thing, is like... I don't know. It's... Do you remember... All right, what's a Michael Bay movie that you've seen? Some of the Transformers, I guess. Yeah, do you remember anything from them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I went back and rewatched 
Uh, Mary Jane! Oh, wait, that's something else. I went back and rewatched the first Transformers movie, which is not terrible, but it is very much, like, like visually exhausting, and it's hard to memorize any of the specific, uh, like, moments. You just sort of remember the vibe. It is... It is um, Michael Bay is good at creating a vibe. It is interesting that... Because I think that Skrillex was brought on to do, like... Sound design for the Transformers. That's awesome. Really? And that is uh, awesome. And it makes sense because, like, to me, those job, movies are—we rocking with you. Those movies are just one long fucking dubstep track. Yeah, it's just fucking gear grinding, head assaulting, just on and on. But yeah, I I think this about Chris Nolan sometimes. Like, is he? in a league with, like, Tarantino or Wes Anderson or Scorsese. Depends on what you mean by the league. Like, are they in a league with each other? I wouldn't put, like, Wes Anderson in the same category as Tarantino. Yeah, I think that it's difficult to compare the two just because they have such differing styles and are good in their own sort of separate ways that I don't know that I would be able to compare the two. They're both very good at what they do and the styles that they've chosen, but I don't know if you're able to say if one is better than the other. You could argue of, like, which do you prefer? Like, I probably prefer Wes Anderson over Nolan, and I would prefer Tarantino over Nolan. And yeah. I would prefer other people over Nolan. Nolan is okay. There's nothing necessarily wrong with, with Christopher Nolan. I think just, like... I don't know. It for, feels for, like something is missing from yeah. his movies. I yeah, like I, I, used, I used to love Inception. I used to love the uh, the first two Batman ones. The third one was garbage, except for the scene where they rescue Bane from the plane. That was pretty cool. The intro sequence. Oh yeah, that's pretty sick. Or what else? The fight. I mean, there's bits in that Batman movie that versus are cool. Bane is a great sequence. There, there's bits in that movie that's that are cool, but the movie overall kind of sucks yeah. for a, multiple reasons. Definitely, but, yeah. But I used to love the first two, and yeah, I when Inception came out in like 2012 or whenever, whenever that was, I watched that movie a lot. Um, I like the Prestige; that was alright. But like, so basically, I've seen most of his movies and enjoyed them. But over time, I've kind of just like they don't they don't stick. They don't. They're missing a something, and I don't know what it is. And I've I've heard people say that it's the the characters and the dialogue is, you know, lacking some kind of soul. Um, I don't know if that's it for me. It could be because when you like, we were watching Inglorious Bastards the other day. Oh, Ellen and I were watching Reservoir Dogs, but not long before that, I was watching Inglorious Bastards with mm. someone, and it's like every fucking character speaks with Tarantino's voice, and you know that, but it just works somehow, and it's fine. Well, the like each character is their own character, but you they definitely feel like this character was written by Tarantino, and Nolan characters speak with Nolan's voice, but I don't really know what that is because I don't think that he's... I think they're all very generic. I can't. Like, the, well, that, that's why that's one of the reasons why Tenet is the ultimate Nolan movie because he just called the guy the fucking protagonist and like mm. completely boiled down that kind of dialogue he does to that to that degree. I'm trying to think of what the Wachowski sisters' style is, but the only thing of theirs that I like stealing Asian shit. Well, the only and thing also that, stealing yeah. dreadlocks. The <laughs> the only thing I of theirs that I like is the Matrix. 
And it's really just... You didn't like V for Vendetta? Uh, it's okay, but it's not, like, amazing. I, I was thinking about rewatching that recently. I think I liked it I could I saw it. This, like, I could do a rewatch of it, but it's not like, oh, my God, we have to. Like, I will go back and watch The Matrix and think this is this shit's awesome. This shit's amazing. I haven't seen The Matrix for a long time, and I think it might be time to rewatch it. I know I really like a movie when I want to, like, watch the clips, and then the clips get stuck in my YouTube shorts for, like, a month. That's how, yeah, like, that's me with Tarantino movies at the moment. I, I'm the opposite. I won't watch the clips of something that I actually want to go back and watch. Well, it's because I want to relive that moment without having to watch the whole, like, 90-minute I don't want to spoil that moment before I go back and rewatch it. The things that I watch clips of is things that I'm probably not going to watch, and I only care about seeing that bit. While we're on the Wachowskis, how do we feel about Matrix 4, Resurrections? I haven't seen it, but also like it's you don't need to. That's the thing. Okay, you just don't. Alrighty then. You could go your entire life without seeing it, and you'd be better off. I, I think. enjoyed it in the cinema, but I knew what I was watching was a subpar Matrix film, a subpar film. Yeah, in a lot of ways, not yeah. even not even just ranking it against the Matrix trilogy. It was just so many things were wrong with it, but. At least while I was there in the cinema, maybe it was because of the cinema experience, maybe it was just good enough that I was amused for long enough, but I I remember enjoying it, but I was under no fucking illusion that it was great or in any way an apt follow-up to the to the originals. Mm. But even the originals aren't an apt follow-up to the... Like, two and, three two, are, and three. two and three are not as good as one. Well, no, one is... is Great, all over. Two is disjointed because it's either blathering on or 20-minute fight sequences, which are sick, but that leads to a really imbalanced movie where it's either, like, absolutely fast-paced or it's, you know... Too much philosophy. I mean, have you watched it? Like, so the DVD set that I've got, there's two sets of commentary tracks. Right. One is three film critics. Right. Because, you know, commentary tracks usually like people from the cast or whatever, the star, the director, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So one is three film critics and the other one is three philosophers. Oh. So that's how much they thought they were putting into their movies and they had three. Incredibly lame, but also very cool. Uh, Well, when I. You better believe that when I was younger and I have a nine disc. For a three-movie series, nine-disc DVD set, I watched all three movies with both commentaries at some point or another. Nice. And I might revisit it now, the philosophy one at least. Yeah, um, that'd be pretty cool. But, yeah, the the second so the second one had this balance issue where it was like 20-minute fight scene and then the French guy talking about this, that, and the other thing and then 20-minute fight scene and then whatever. Then the third one... I have no fucking idea what was going on in that movie. Uh, the third one is the one that I would say is bad. The second one I think is imbalanced but cool. The third one is bad. Yeah. I think the first one is like, it's a movie. It's written as a movie. It's 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 got a very simple, like, very simple plot. It makes a lot of sense. Everything that happens is like, it's not the most important shit in the world, but it is a good story. Whereas, like... They're trying to world build a little bit in in two and three, and it just like I think the scope of the film and the scope of the story just got a little bit out of hand, and it's like we don't have 
a good story here to focus on and to like run through. Cause like, what's the point of two and three? Like what's um, the main plot that's happening? Uh, Smith is out of control. Yeah. But like, he's barely in, I, he's just sort of in the background. It's not like they're working against him. They don't even really know that he's a problem until late into, uh, into two. Like, there's the Burley Brawl, but it's not like, hey, we need to do something about Smith afterwards. It's like, well, let's get back to what we were doing before. Um, but what... Because uh, the, the So, like, the point of two is basically we need to get the Keymaker. Yeah, we need to get the Keymaker, which means we need to go to the French guy, which means... And then what does the Keymaker do? He gets them to the Oracle. Yeah. And the Oracle's like... No, he gets gets them to the... Seraph? No. What's he called? The Architect. There we go. Oh, that's oh, so that the or- yeah, so, that door. yeah. So the oracle calls Neo. The oracle says you need to find the keymaker. The hey, what's key, up? the keymaker. What? Nothing. I said what's up. Oh, she called him. Yeah, she's like she says find the keymaker. Keymaker takes them to the guy, the architect. The architect just world builds at him for twenty minutes, and that's the end. Irrevocably. Yeah, but then in the background, you've also got Smith doing his shit it's just yeah you're right it's it's very disjointed and like as a film as a plot it's very like i don't know there's not enough focus it's too it's too spread out and then the highway chase scene anyway and that's how that goes it is what's another director with a really cool style um well you know i think because we were talking about Peter Jackson before and everybody just knows him for um, Lord of the Rings. But he does have a but style. But he also did The Hobbit. Uh, so he does have a style. He did quite a few films before. Establishing shots. And uh, he is very good. He's very good at capturing, like, the feeling of being... It's hard to explain. The feeling of being like a small cog in a large machine, of like there being multiple stories and big monster stories where there's a a lot happening. He balances many plot threads well. Yeah, he's able to to balance plot threads well. Take notes, Wachowski. And is able to bring them together really well. He's good with complicated stories. He's also good with like, with making things that we couldn't even fathom into reality being real and making them palatable to a mass audience where you're able to go, yeah, I I could believe that a giant elephant with like eight tusks that has like people riding on its back is, is a real thing. I could believe that Kate Blanchett would be sexually attracted to a short dude with hairy feet. He made me believe that, yeah. even though that's preposterous. That would never happen in real life. I mean, have you seen Kate Blanchett's husband? He's he's no prize. Is he? I mean, is he a short king though? Shots fired. At whoever think, that guy is. I think he's shorter than her. He's he's no he's no prize. Maybe that's how she, it's K with a C. Yeah, it is. Kill yourself. Not really, but in a video game, change your name. Look at her husband. Oh yeah, Kate Blanchett. Yeah, but she's ugly. Nah, no, she isn't. She's not she's ugly. Beautiful. She's just she's. She's trash. Kate <laughs> Blanchett is beautiful. She's How trash. Dare you? He's not. He should shoot her in the foot. I mean, he's not a very good-looking person. 
In blood. comparison Neither to her, she. Like, he looks like he How looks dare like you? Look he at looks it, like look the, those cheekbones. Look at those cat eyes. He looks like the top part of his face drooped down. So yeah. now his eyes are real close to his nose, and his forehead is a big empty space. It looks like the top of his head is too big for the rest of his head, and it's stretching. Like you've had to. It's like if you put on he a looks mask like and he's like a Looney Tunes character bonked him on the head with a big mallet, and it <laughs> knocked some of his facial features down an inch. He always looks uncertain. About because like, he's what's got happening. those yeah those downward slanting eyes. Even when he smiles, and she's just got sideward slanting eyes. Um, yeah, can she see? She sees everything. That's that's her power. Yeah, I don't get it. I'm her eyes the... are slanty, but knowing. I'm. No- <laughs> <laughs> she knows. <laughs> look at her. Look at her eyes. <laughs> It's like he doesn't know anything. He's unsure of himself. She knows exactly what's happening. She sees into you. I I I don't get the hype. I don't get the. Bl- I mean, you know, maybe she's a good actor. I'm trying to think of what I've seen her in. I don't know if I've seen her in anything. I here's the thing. I think she's a good actress. Uh, I oh, an actress, huh? Actor, actress, a uh, person who pretends to be something she's One not. There who you go. look. Acts. Look at her. Look how much she knows. In this photo. She really does seem to just be squinting constantly. I think the reason she squints is because her eyes see so much she has to focus them. If she opened her eyes all the way, she'd be... She'd be able to see through you know, time. Being very mean about Kate Blanchett, who is a national treasure and beautiful, and also why do you keep spoke, calling people national treasure? I didn't spoke, have a fucking vote on this. Shut up. She spoke at I think it was Gough Whitlam's. I think it was his funeral or his memorial, something. Okay, well now I do like her. I'm not sure she spoke at his funeral. No, oh, wait, it was no. it was either his or Bob Hawke. And she, re- she spoke about Gough Whitlam. She's very leftist. She's very very leftist. Okay, so like I'm just salty because I keep seeing her. Fucking ads for yeah. That's her why podcast. you don't like her because her, her podcast keeps coming up. It's yeah. nothing to do with her. It's because Amazon keeps yeah, pushing it on you. It's start, nothing to do with her. We're trying to start okay. podcast. Grief. I know, but you don't don't start grief with Kate Blanchett. I don't want grief with Kate Blanchett. She's Wait, lovely. Kate, climate of change. Kate, your name, Kate. Kate I don't have beef with you. It's these two. I'm not calling you Blanchett. It's Blanchett. <laughs> anyway, um. He's not short. They're the same. If height. you don't like it, dish She's us probably in your wearing heels. She's wearing heels in this photo, so she looks taller. But they're definitely the same height. Yeah, for sure. Like it's maybe a few millimeters. Uh, but I feel like his forehead's doing a lot of the heavy lifting. Look, we were equally. We were more mean about him. Yeah, still mean. It's because he's going out. I mean, he's married to Kate Blanchett, yeah, so we're go, allowed to going out with married to. He's married to Kate Blanchett, so we're allowed to make fun of him because sure. this is he's really got the double. He's here. got Kate Blanchett privilege. Exactly. We can make you can make fun of people who are dating Kate Blanchett. It's called punching up, Ellen. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Although, if I was punching him, I'd probably have to punch down. Yeah. <laughs> got his ass. Anyway. She's not ugly though. I will retract that. No, she, yeah, she's I'm, not. I'm just trying to start podcast beef with my, a much more so, Okay, so like here's, here's the thing that I I need to get. What over. movies is she in? Other she than... was in Robin Hood. Oh, I haven't seen that. Um, she was also in The Gift, no, which is with Keanu Reeves. I haven't seen that. Uh, she was in Carol. I haven't seen that. Look at her. She's a brunette in this one, and it's awful. She's been in a lot of things. I didn't like her. Is uh, like Maid Marian or whatever she was. 
in this. Okay, good for you. Nobody Well, asked. you went to see a Robin Hood movie. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> you went to see a Robin Hood movie that wasn't the one with Kevin Cosner and Morgan Freeman in it, which is just... What's that one? That's the best one. It's the best one because it has what, um, it, Alan it Rickman called? as the villain. I think it's literally just called Robin Hood. I'm going to say there's no good Robin Hood movie. With Kevin Cosner. Kevin Cosner. Robin Hood, Kevin Cosner. Yeah. It's great. How old is it? Very old. Okay. It, but it's amazing. Prince of Thieves. There we go. Yeah. It's amazing. And Alan Rickman plays the Sheriff of Nottingham and it's just weird and just, yeah. That's cool. I remember seeing Men in Tights when I was a kid. That one's a funny one. Yeah, it's all right. How do we feel about Robin Hood as like a... He's, he's like the first Avenger for like folklore. Western folklore. I don't know. No? I don't think there's any good Robin Hood media. Even that animated one. I mean, I watched it as a kid, but I completely the forgot The Disney that, one. Yeah, I for, completely forgot that existed until just now. No, I don't that's think a classic. No, I don't think it's one of the ones that's really left to impact on me. Left an impact on me. Maybe you were too old and you were like, this is for kids. Yeah. So many memories. My childhood is, is, my childhood is slipping away one day at a time. If you like a Robin Hood movie, why not leave a comment explaining why it's good? If you have an opinion on Kate Blanchett's husband, why not leave a comment below? If you have an amusing impression, why not leave a comment below? If you could below? do a better Louis Armstrong impression, pull up. Oh, uh, that's what I was going to say. So bringing it back to the beginning with like, you know, what's a good John Lennon song and it's all coming back we're, we're talking about covers you. we're talking about covers i listen i didn't know that black sabbath uh changes that was a cover of a of a i think that's a louis armstrong song as well which one uh what song are you talking about changes do you mean changes? no that's david bowie yeah i was gonna say oh my god like, there's too many songs called changes jesus right. don't wanna be actually you know what i'm gonna do Time may change me, but I can't change time. Oh, fuck off. That's Bowie, right? Yeah. Bowie. 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 Okay. A bit of Bowie. Bowie. Now we're at the part of the podcast where we just say things in a different accent. Ah, Charles Bowie. Bradley. So, Bowie. Sorry. Yeah, so Charles Bradley. Charles that's, Bradley. He, he did that song originally, and then Black Sabbath covered it. And that's a much better cover, in my opinion. It's like, we'll listen, like, I'll pull it up. Pull that shit up. Am I right in uh, the last two? No, I don't want to hear you talk. But he's a music critic. Charles Bradley. He can tell us what to think. Mm. All right.
can already hear this as Black Sabbath. Like I can hear Geezer Butler playing that bass line. Like, yeah. I think it's because I grew up listening to the Black Sabbath version that when I heard this, I was like, ooh, it's wrong. The emphasis is weird. Yeah, having heard neither, hearing this and knowing that they covered it, I'm like, yeah, I can, I can hear that. We'll get to the chorus. Very good. I like the chorus in this one better than I like the Black Sabbath version. The rest of it is... Big horns, big keyboards. So we've got that, and then we've got changes. Oh, I thought they were going to do big fucking... No, it's a solo piano. Really? It's depressing. Direction. It's a little bit faster, which I like. Well, Geezer's in there playing the bass. Nowhere near as good in the chorus, but I I prefer this one overall. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. I was hoping for a big stoner rock, like holding the chords, like. What's a what's a uh, a cover that's better than the original? So we we did... Uh, Smooth Criminal ooh. by Alien Ant Farm. <laughs> 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 Genuinely, though, like, no, the, moment I, the moment I heard it's that... It's absolutely not. It so is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so what we, we had... Uh, what was... What was the song from the, the start? Oh, yeah, Jealous Guy. So Jealous Guy, in my opinion, that's a much better cover than the original is. The Donny, Samuel, Charles, John, yeah. Peter Hathaway yes. version. Uh, Ellen's vote is uh, Smooth Criminal. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and I'm voting for Black Sabbath Changes. Um. I'm trying to think of what mine would be. Oh, there's Hurt by Johnny Cash. We do, do we like that more than the Nine Inch Nails? No, I'm not fussed about either of them. I think Nine Inch Nails is better. Um, Much better, in people, fact. Shut up, Johnny. People may say, a lot of people are saying, that um, Jimi Hendrix or Longer Watchtower is... I mean, even Bob Dylan thought that, that was better than his own version. Like, I he, haven't heard that. He... Dylan play it changed how he played it live after Hendrix did that. Yeah. Mm. 
There must be some way out of here Say the joker to the thief There's too much confusion I can't get no relief Businessmen, they drink my wine Plowmen dig my earth This is pretty good. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of Bob Dylan. Uh, it's crazy that he sounded like that in his 20s. Like, no wonder he said, I know it sounds like this. Like, he's just completely fucked. Uh, in the recommended here, I'm just, there's there's a channel called Thomas Soul TV, and there's oh, a God. video called Joe Rogan is shocked to learn about Thomas Soul's wisdom. I don't want to watch that. No, neither do, do I, but it is funny that, that it exists. It's, it's funny that a channel simping for Thomas Soul. All right, uh, and we've got the, the Jimmy version. Jimmy. Oh! Yeah, this one. This one. Yeah, you're right. Instantly. It's not just because I know this one, though. It's like, this is cooler. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah! There's a what song... the hell is Mitch Mitchell doing on the drums back there? Okay, so there's a song here called... Uh, on John, John Lee Hooker, I Hated the Day I Was Born. It's 18 Minutes. So I'm gonna listen. He really hated that. I'm gonna day. listen to that later. He's got a lot to say about the day. Folks, he's got a lot to say about the day he was born. This might have to be the premium episode so we can get away with all this fucking copyrighted material. Yeah, because it's it's less illegal if you're charging for it. That's yeah. how it works. No, but I mean like people just don't generally hear it. Uh nah, it's fine. It's transformative. We're reviewing it. I've transformed it. I've made it better. Yes. You hear that, Jimi Hendrix? We're covering you in yeah. today's... Before you used to do a cover song. Now you do a podcast episode. Exactly. That's where we're or you at. Re- you watch that's it. You react art- to it on that's stream. That's how artistically bankrupt we've become as a society. Yeah. And that is why we will fall. Good job, my brother. We rocking with you. How are we doing for time? Uh, we're an hour and five minutes. Well... So. That's good. I think we can take a break. Yeah. I don't think that we've said at any point that this is APFM, a podcast for men. I don't think we've said. They know. It's episode 12. I don't don't think think that we've said said that that I'm Dylan, this is Cameron, and this is Ellen. We don't need to. I don't think that we... Shut up. (laughs) Of course we do. No. The people know. I mean... Episode 12, they've been listening non-stop. They might not have. Some people jump in at whatever episode and then go through the back catalogue. So if we haven't announced that we are... from a break... Yeah. We haven't put out episodes in a while and because they've Cameron noticed. was away. They've been clamoring. Somebody, somebody went away. Look, if somebody gets into this show and they're like, "What the what? What happened here?" Now yeah. they know. Yeah, we have to explain. We're gonna take a break. I'm probably gonna open a beer. I'm gonna make a tea. You're gonna have a tea. Yeah. And uh, we'll be right back with you. Nice. 